This is an ABC podcast. This is the problem. Take a pair of scales of the old-fashioned into one pair. G'day, I'm Dr Carl. Way back in the 1600s, the Belgian scientist Jan Baptista von Helmont plonked a two-kilogram willow sapling into some dirt. Well, not very exciting yet, but stay with me. He put this small tree into a 90-kilogram pot of dirt and added nothing but water for the next five years. At the end of his experiment, he removed the tree. The willow had gained about 75 kilograms, but the dirt had lost only about 60 grams. He realised quite correctly that his tree had not been taking mass from the soil. So... How had the little sapling packed on all that weight? Well, it turns out trees are made mostly from air. That's right, they might look dense enough, but most of the solid mass of a tree comes from air. Now, to be clear, I'm not using creative statistics and including the space between the branches. Which, by the way you have only a 3% chance of hitting a golf ball straight through. No, what I'm talking about is the solid component of a tree's mass, the cellulose, the lignin, the dry hard bark and so on. I'm also specifically not counting the water that a tree drinks up. I'm just talking about its solid matter. With that proviso, most of the mass of a tree comes from the air. So, you can imagine a tree as being crystallised air. Let's have a look at how that's happening. At the microscopic level, a tree is mostly made of carbohydrates, which are sugars. Cellulose, which makes up much of the tree, is just strings of glucose molecules linked together. Carbohydrates are made up of atoms of carbon, hydrogen and oxygen, and they usually have the shape of six carbon atoms arranged in a ring in a hexagon. Practically all of these carbon atoms in a tree came from carbon dioxide, which came directly from the air. And what about the oxygen in a tree's carbohydrates? Well, carbon dioxide is CO2, so trees do pinch carbon and oxygen atoms from the air. And finally, the hydrogen atoms. These came from water molecules, H2O, which came either from the ground or the air. Around three centuries after Jan Baptista von Helmholtz's willow experiment, we figured out how trees were turning these atoms in the air into solid matter when we got the hang of photosynthesis. Melvin Calvin won the Nobel Prize for this in 1961. Using photosynthesis, a plant takes light, water and carbon dioxide and turns them into various carbohydrates. Oxygen is also released as a byproduct. The energy to turn carbon dioxide into a tree comes from sunlight. Worldwide, trees capture about 130 terawatts of power at any given instant, which is about three times more power than the human race generates at any given instant. There are two stages of chemical reactions in the most common types of photosynthesis. In the first part, light hits the chlorophyll molecules inside green leaves. 
the energy of the light activates two different molecules that carry energy. These activated highly energetic molecules are called ATP and NADPH. Note, this has nothing to do with activated almonds. Okay, to convert light energy into these charged molecules, water is split, releasing oxygen for us to breathe. Without going into the fine details, the second reaction uses these energetic molecules to effectively join three separate molecules of carbon dioxide together to create a new molecule with three carbon atoms. Then these newly created three carbon molecules combine to give the six-sided carbon rings that are the backbones of carbohydrates, such as sucrose, starch and cellulose. The result? Practically all of the carbon and oxygen atoms in a tree's leaves, trunk, branches, seeds and nuts come from carbon dioxide in the air. In fact, each year, plants turn about 110 billion tonnes of carbon into biomass. Now, if it's hurting your head to imagine trees growing from air and not from the soil, just think about this. Does the tree growing bigger generate a tree-sized hole in the ground? No. So most of the atoms that went into the tree did not come from the soil. And of course, the soil is needed. It acts as an anchor for the roots, and it does provide some nutrients that you can't get from air. For example, magnesium that sits inside the chlorophyll molecule. Now, just to be clear, even though trees are in fact made from air, I'm not suggesting that you can pass through trees like you pass through air. So don't let science trick you into bumping into them. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. You can discover more ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listener.